What is up, Internet? It's been a while since I've said that. My name is Chad. Welcome to the Team Ability No Excuses podcast. I have got my good brothers, Brett and Andy, in tow. Say hi to the Internet, and I don't care what order you go in because we always mess this up. Hello. <laughs> That's it. Just one word tonight. It's just hello. Okay, Brett, your turn. Well, uh, I, I really want to uh, thank you for the introduction as the good brothers. Uh, it's a uh, wrestling reference, as you you and I both know. Andy, he'll be out of the loop, and that's okay. He sometimes, <laughs> he sometimes is, and he sometimes isn't. Um, but uh, hello, Internet. Hello, Chad. Hello, Andrew Paul. I am very happy to be joining both of you tonight. It has been a minute. Yeah, man. Well, you... You, you were the one that kind of pushed for this. We, uh, we do this every once in a while. We decided to take an unofficial break leading up to the new year. And, uh, you got in the group chat and said, what are we waiting for? We're in lockdown, so let's go. And yes, that was a, a wrestling reference to the Good Brothers uh, Bretsky. So I appreciated somebody that uh, would would uh, would catch that. Of course, I knew that you'd get that reference, and I knew that it would fly right over Andy's head. So there you go. We are we're back in uh, in typical uh, top notch form here as we start. Top notch form being you two have inside wrestling jokes, and I have no idea. Yeah, I guess that makes on. us probably more lame than top form <laughs> yeah. about anything, right? Well, there you go. <laughs> and here's the thing. I, I, I bust on Andy quite a bit. Um, as I pointed out to him earlier tonight, I think I've known him since I was 14. Yeah. Um, I, I, I distinctly remember almost breaking his hand uh, one, uh, one time on the ice. Uh, totally sorry about that, by the way. But uh, <laughs> he says 14 years later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, here's the thing, Andrew Paul is just about to finish up a, a course that uh, he was trying to convince me to take back in September or even August, and I said, no, I got to go back to work, and uh, so I did the work thing for a bit, and full disclosure with that, I'm now off on medical leave, at least until the end of the year, because I have uh, resigned effective December 31st, and with the help of Andrew Paul and his encouragement in only Andrew Paul fashion, uh, <laughs> I decided to take the course that he is, he is just finishing up and uh, I I'm super excited about it. I've uh, I've got some uh, big shoes there to fill. He, uh, he kept uh, reminding me about uh, his marks almost weekly. And uh, so now I, I feel like the, uh, the little dumbass that could, there you go. So what I need from you, Brett, and we've talked about this before on the air, is that we have this kind of side group chat where we throw back and forth ideas. We chirp each other a lot. And so Andy's been been uh, submitting screen caps of his grades as he has been succeeding at a high level uh, at this uh, course. And so I need you to, uh, regardless of your results, I want to see your results. Uh, I want to see them too so I can compare them and compare the two of you ridiculously. Well, I'm, I'm sure he will be seeing them because I think he's guest lecturing. Um, so uh, I, guess, I guess I can share them both with you, but uh, I, might, I might just send them to you privately because uh, I, I, I may be complaining about the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing's official yet. We're still, um, I think I said on the podcast, one of the, uh, one of the, 
components of the program is they look for jobs after and um, the head instructor was said how do you feel about um, how do you feel about leading classes and I said uh, yeah that would be cool I took the lead in uh, the two group projects that we worked on and uh, sometimes I thought I, I took on a little too much I did both podcasting editing and production and the same with video. So um, it, it was a very busy time, but that led to, like you said, uh, potentially uh, joining you in the class for, for January. So we'll see what happens. I have to jump in there as a, as, as an educator. I'm curious of, of a couple things. Uh, one, when you mentioned the group the group projects, because I have lived this in university and teachers college situations, but also seen it uh, in my classrooms. Are you as the and, and I don't know any of your classmates, so feel free to throw them all under the bus unless they listen. And I know some of them probably do. So maybe don't throw them under the bus by name. But did did or did you not end up doing all of the work for these group projects? Because I know it always happens. You always have that one guy that pulls the ropes, you know, for the whole group. So was it you? No, not all the work, uh, but um, what ended up happening was we had two kind of groups that did video editing, and um, uh, just through timelines and deadlines for for the projects having to get done, our group ended up being the one group that submitted the final project, and the other group was given something else so at the start i think it was here's your here's your material make a promotional video and we we kind of took off with it and the other group just kind of got stuck no fault of their own there was uh there was uh we weren't given very much direction and that's not the fault of anybody it's just i can kind of I'm I'm not pumping my own tires, but wheelchair I can, Yeah, I, I I can kind of. One of my strengths, I guess, as a video editor, is I can piece things together. I can kind of go off script, I guess, and which is pretty easy when there's not much of a script. To <laughs> um, yeah. So our our project, in, I don't want to say competing because that's not what we were doing, but. Um, the, the other group was given a different project because we kind of just took the project and ran with it. It's funny because if, uh, if you and I had been in the same class, the same course, whatever, who got paired up as um, project partners, I guarantee you if we had, been, ha had to see each other in person, one of us was going to end up with a broken nose or a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, no, almost, man. I can almost guarantee you with – uh, complete sincerity, it would have been me for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you, you beat me to it. My money would have been on Andrew, 100%. 100%. Well, and I think you can appreciate this as an educator, though. I think you have to, and by no means am I saying I'm at the level of, of teacher, but um, you, you kind of got to analyze your group's strengths. Yeah. Then, like, if you as the leader are not adapting, then 
that that falls on you, right? And in this case, falls on me. So um, I, one of the things I, I really enjoyed about the course was I do have that experience editing both podcasts and video. So I, I, I was leaned on a little bit more than some of the other guys that were just wanting to learn it. And it, it, um, it's really cool to see guys. I say guys generically, uh, I see people genuinely want to learn. And then when it clicks is, uh, is really neat. So, um, so, yeah, look I'm, at you sounding all teacher like. So that's a nice segue to my my second question. There was like, you know, did you ever in a million years see yourself as a potential you know guest lecturer in like a college level program? Like, how stoked are you about that, or is there any nerves about talking to the class, or are you leaning on your own professional experience and your your experience with the school? And I know it's kind of in its inf- infancy; it may or may not happen. But uh, the thought of you as a, a guest lecturer for me is pretty cool. Let alone for Bretsky, who will be a student and watching one of his good friends give this talk. So, is there any nerves around that, or what's that going to look like? Well, t- talking no. Um, I'll, I'll talk to anybody, um, but talking and sounding um, informed and educated. Well, I was going to say uh, smart, so <laughs> well done. Yeah. Um, I, I've all, and I was very open about this when we were talking about it. I've always kind of taught myself, right? So the way I do things might not be the, the way to do it. You know what I mean? The the cookie cutter way, but it works for me. So, um, in saying that I get to find out more ways to do stuff. Right. And it's like anything we talk about, there's multiple ways to do things. There's multiple ways to, to edit. I am looking forward to, to guest lecturing. If it happens, I think the, uh, the struggle for me is going to be taking my, my ways and figuring out more kind of generic or common ways to do things. Because again, I was, I was open about this when we were talking about potentially coming on board, but I've, well, at least with editing, I've taught myself. So I don't know if my ways are definitely um, the the best ways to do things, but at the same time, even in the group project, it, there was a couple guys that had never edit, edited before, but wanted to learn. So I had to, I had to, um, I had to do a little bit of legwork to figure out. Okay, if this isn't working for you. What what can we do to? Uh, to, to streamline the process, make it as simplify the process, process as much as possible, right? So, um, yeah, things like um, things like workflow, um, all the basic cuts, all that kind of stuff, all that stuff is generic program to program to program, right? But it's the little little kind of nuances within each each program is a little bit different. So, um, so I got to learn a whole new free software that, that they recommend in the program. So just to to piggyback off of that, um, you, uh, 
you know, actually using, you know, quite a solid kind of teaching philosophy there in terms of getting to know, you know, what your learners needed and adapt things for them. So I think you're, you're ahead of the game there. Um, but, uh, you know, any, uh, we, we know, and, and we, we make no, uh, no bones about it. I haven't uh, said the tagline yet today, which is of course, bringing real talk to matters of disability with no excuses, but we are a very, uh, I don't, can we say politically incorrect or a very transparent podcast? And we know, you know, how you like to, to talk to people from time to time. Uh, are you worried about having to bite your tongue or be, be too politically correct in this lecture or has, you know, pursuing this course, has that, uh, helped you with, with, with some of that in terms of what to say, what not to say in the right environments? I, I mean, it goes back to the earlier question. How, how do you feel about talking to a group? I think I, I'm pretty good at reading people. Yeah. So I'm good at, yeah, like I, I, I'm not going to, yeah, well, hopefully I'm not going to say anything to offside. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that. We'll save I that mean, for later. Again, to go back to the course, um, there wasn't there wasn't too many classes where I stayed um, silent, and that's not to not to say I, I was I, um, stealing the show, but um, I'm just saying that to say uh, again, especially when it, it came to podcasting and editing. Um, the instructor kind of leaned on me a little bit and yeah. there was another guy too for their expertise. And, uh, I, I just say that to say, I don't think she would be recommending me for this if she thought I was going to say something or, or do something that, uh, that maybe I shouldn't. Bretzky, you, uh, you must be pretty excited. And I know that when the topic of, uh, podcasting uh, comes up in class, you certainly have a lot to say, uh, around it, uh, with your experience with the neutral zone and of course with us, but I know, uh, we also, uh, I just found out in our little pre-talk here tonight that uh, friend of the show, if I can use a Tim and Sid term, uh, Clayton Terrio is, is joining you as well. So he'll certainly have a lot of input on the, uh, the podcast uh, situation. If you want to go back and listen to Clay's episode with us, it was a good one. Uh, and he's got his own, uh, his own podcast around advocacy for disability. So uh, you must be pretty stoked to have him as a classmate, I guess. You know, I, I'm really excited with the possibility of having Andy as an instructor and having Clayton as a uh, fellow classmate. I'm uh, certainly going to uh, do my best to behave with Andrew Paul and uh, <laughs> I am going to do my damnedest to make sure that uh, Clayton does all my work. <laughs> but uh, but no, seriously, um, I'm I'm excited to have Clay because uh, I I think that uh, we're, we we uh, we haven't worked on anything together, but I think we get along well enough that we can piggyback ideas and thoughts off each other. And I mean, there, there's probably going to be maybe one thing that I know better than him, probably not, but. Uh, there's going to be 10 things that he knows better than me. So, uh, <laughs> well, uh, shout out to clay again. Again, I just found out that, uh, that he's going to be part of the program as well, which I think will be great for him. If you're interested in getting to know Clay, you can check out episode 42 of our podcast as I just pulled that up to make sure I referenced the right one, but that was, we've done, uh, We've done over 50 now, boys, which is pretty crazy to say. Uh, and that was certainly one of my faves. So I think he's going to have a lot to, to say uh, for the program as well. Pretty cool that you guys are embarking uh, in this journey. Andy, as you're finishing up uh, and then potentially looking at instructor role uh, while uh, while Brett and Clay get ready to, to jump in. So that's pretty rad. 
Well, here's the thing. I, I really hope that uh, we get an opportunity to, to relax these COVID rules sooner rather than later because uh, Clay has always told me, you're more than welcome to come over to do whatever. And this is before I knew he was going to be doing the doing the program. And uh, so, I mean, if we can pretty much sit side by side doing, doing some work, uh, I mean, things are better off doing with friends anyway, right? Whether yeah. you're drinking, playing hockey, trying to break Andrew Paul's hand. <laughs> so, it, I, I'm honestly, I, I'm really, really excited. I, I've 2020 has been, I mean, it hasn't been the funnest year in the world. Um, I, 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 I might use the term dumpster fire. Uh, yeah, yes. Yep. No, there's uh, been moments during 2020 that it has been a dumpster fire. Um, despite what I'm dealing with at present and full disclosure, I've got a health challenge that I'm dealing with. I may have pointed that out before. Um, I'm, I'm impressed. Did it just take us like 23 minutes ish into this podcast before we dropped the first full disclosure of tonight? Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that too. Um, it may have, Brad said it before, but he may have said it before we started recording. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll have to, you know, I'll, I'll leave it for you to discover as you go back and, and do the editing, which you do so well, which we've already spoken to. Well, listen, man, maybe we'll start a full disclosure counter, just a little ding every time. I mean, it could be a, it could be a lot of dings. We, <laughs> I, I feel like we use that word way too much. Full disclosure. Yeah. We love the term full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did you say dings or did you say dinks? No, ding. Dings. Like, D-I-N-G. I'd have to put it in in post and it's a little bit corny, so I'd probably want Yes, as in uh, to quote uh, to quote Sylvester Stallone, you know, I didn't hear no bell. Ding, ding. You know, that yeah. was uh, <laughs> good Rocky reference there. Oh, I was going to say, don't, don't, don't leave me hanging there. That was clearly a Rocky reference to Sylvester Stallone and, and Burgess Meredith. God rest his soul. Anyways, all right, so school is wrapping for Andy, getting ready to start for for Bretsky uh, after uh, the holiday break here, and uh, pretty stoked to follow that, and I'll be the innocent bystander who gets to, to follow that, uh, that journey and, and check in with you. What else is new in the world of Andrew Paul or, or Brett Thomas? Who wants to go first? You know, I, I'm still waiting to hear back from uh, an internship that I applied for. I... Uh... I was told that I might hear back from them uh, first of the year. First of the year is in approximately eight days. Um, I don't think you'll hear from them on the first of the year because I'm pretty sure that's a statutory holiday. Well, you know what? The funny thing is, is that uh, the guy that I would be working for, I have his direct line, so I may just call him and oh. wish, wish him a, a happy new year and say, oh, by the way, what the hell gives? What the hell gives? Yeah. So. <laughs> You, you know me. I I, I, I have uh, I've got no filter, and uh, him and I actually get along quite uh, like you and I do, and myself and Andrew Paul, and so. Uh, but he's my boss. He he uh, he pays me through the radio station as well. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I got you. So I want to touch on something that we said kind of off the air, Brett, we were talking about how, you know, for no fault of our own, uh, you and I hadn't really chatted in a while. And you said that in my absence, I had uh, become a, a replacement friend and you've grown closer to Andrew Paul, which we're dropping a lot of middle names tonight, too. And I don't know what that's all about. But, you know, uh, what what does that look like to have uh, to have a, a new bestie? It looks like I've been replaced. I'm a little I'm a little sad. 
No, you're, Wait, you're, before you get going, Brett, <laughs> like, do I have to accept this or does it just just kind of happen? Like, there's no. Can Can Andy back out? Like, is there is there is there an escape clause? He wants he wants to know now. <laughs> no, if, if if you want to back out, you can. I mean, I, I thought that the, this would bring us closer together, and I thought it would be something that we would both enjoy in 2021. Okay, anyways, continue, because apparently we're besties now, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah so tell me about how I got replaced. <laughs> uh, I, I think I explained it to you, and okay. my meal ticket to a 92 average. Oh, in- that's right. I remember that, that meal ticket. We were talking about that the meal ticket term off the air. I said, Andy, when's the last time you've been called anyone's meal ticket? That's pretty amazing. So so bestie is, uh, is should maybe be replaced with pansy. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. No, I just need help with my homework. Yeah. That's- so... Uh, like when does, so the, the bestie thing, like that ends in like April, like when's the course done? Like, you, do you have, your- <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so Andy, just <laughs> like, enjoy it while it lasts, I guess, or maybe bread, enjoy it while it, enjoy having a meal ticket until April. And then it's out the window. Like <laughs> well, As you just said, dude, the moment that I get my final marks is the moment that you're, that you're back on top. So, oh, nice. Okay. I'll, I'll just, I have to wait it out a little bit. All right. Well, <laughs> It's nice to know that I don't have to wait that long. Well, and I knew you'd understand. You are a calm, cool, collected, rational human being. Uh, most of the time. Hardly ever, but that's okay. <laughs> that's so, awesome. What about you, sir? We've talked about me. We've talked about Bretsky over there. Man, oh, over man. There. What is new with me? Well, it's been a minute. Uh, certainly, the one thing that has not changed for me has been uh, – the fitness journey is uh, is still kicking and going strong, which I can say with some pride to my my good buddy Andrew Paul, who has seen me quit so many times when it comes to fitness. But I'm now almost six months in, and uh, uh, obviously the gym's shutting down now has uh, has put a, a bit of a halt into it. So I'm having to find uh, ways to to do some things from home now. So uh, I'll be leaning on, as we've already referenced, I'll be. Uh, leaning on on Andy because I know you've been working out mostly from home these days but certainly that's uh that's been going great I think I've lost all the weight that I wanted to lose however much that was I still don't really know how many pounds that was because I can't stand on a scale uh but uh I quantify it in 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 shirt sizes and pant sizes I am happy to say that I am down like four inches off my waist so that's pretty fantastic oh, uh I do have to say I gotta stop you yeah me. man uh, like I'm disappointed in you a little bit. Oh, <laughs> okay. Here's the here's the real talk part of the real talk uh, real talk about uh, disabilities with no excuses. Continue. Well, I just I'm a little bit disappointed because your your, your social media posts went from posts to stories. Oh, and, like I can't I can't comment on stories. Well, maybe that's why I did it. Well, I think how does that work? I can, but only you get. Yeah, yeah. The entire internet, the entire internet doesn't get to think that we hate each other uh, if I just do stories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. That wasn't even something that I did uh, uh, make a, a conscious effort to do was to turn them into stories. But yeah, certainly my last uh, my last couple of gym posts were stories. So maybe it was because I didn't want the the straight fire being spit from Andy. Uh, but. <laughs> 
at least to the entire internet. Yeah, but you're right. I didn't even think about that. If I if I post on stories via either Insta or uh, or Facebook, which are obviously linked, then uh, yeah, it only gives you the ability to smack talk just me and not have your smack talk be visible by the entire internet. So maybe that's a good thing. Hey, Chad, I wouldn't. Chad, I wouldn't worry about him not smack talking you or not smack talking you anymore. Yeah. He's got he's gonna have plenty of time to smack talk me while he teaches me, I guess. Yeah, there you go. That's amazing. I don't and he's to. welcome to do it in public. He's welcome to do it in public. He's welcome to do it in public. On a public <laughs> forum, I, I I am the more the merrier. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, that's been going good. Uh, the only other uh, like sort of big thing that uh, uh, is, uh, you know, we're, we're facing obviously this reality now with schools of, uh, of having, uh, you know, the lockdown situation uh, uh, being, be, uh, I guess, strengthened or uh, moving into a further, further uh, strict guidelines. And so uh, facing a reality of some remote, remote learning and uh, remote teaching after, uh, after the, the uh, Christmas break here, which I'll have to, you know, kind of uh, see what that'll look like as a, and which I've talked about before on the podcast as a music teacher. Uh, it's quite difficult when you don't have the ability to have your students playing their instruments, which is a large part of my uh, instructional day, at least under the sort of 23 day model, which we've been doing previously from September up until now. Uh, and it's still going to be like continuing in this sort of 23 day model where it's one class at a time in our school board for, for 23 days. Uh, so in previous, uh, from September till now, I've had the students do uh, a lot of playing their instruments on their in-class days and then the uh, sort of at-home work or the off days because they're in class every other day has been assignment-based and project-based. And so we'll have to look at uh, new ways of, uh, of engaging our students uh, in a music classroom where they don't have access to their instruments, at least until uh, I believe January the 25th is when our guys have been given the green light to return, at least as of now, unless things change. And of course, we know things can change weekly with this situation that we have uh, been living but uh, yeah certainly trying to navigate what that will look like in terms of uh, uh, of being a, a remote not just a remote teacher but a remote music teacher which certainly has its fair share of challenges because as I can uh, you know as I can imagine you guys would understand it's a it's a little different than you know delivering a science or a math lesson and then saying you know let's let's practice what we did as a, a music a music as a discipline is very hands-on so uh, certainly be some some challenges around that. So, did, so did, did all the students take their instruments home this time? A lot did. Uh, in my class, it's a little different. Um, some of our, uh, most of our keyboard students, our piano students, were able to borrow, uh, borrow instruments from from the school. Uh, my class is a little different just because. Uh, we've been playing bass guitars, which come with amplifiers, obviously. And then our mallet percussion are essentially big uh, marimbas, um, xylophones, things like that, that don't travel home at all. So some of it was was too big. So right now I've got kids that have some access to instruments at home and others that don't. Um, so what I might end up having to do is uh, is tailoring the program based on what instrument do you have access to at home and can we make arrangements to get you one and yeah uh you know from the school and we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of see what that looks like you know it could be a lot of uh, music theory and music history music appreciation type stuff until we're able to get back into class so i, I don't even know if you would know the answer to this but um like are any, any of your students like good at video editing <laughs> I, I uh, I've had a couple in the past that are quite good. Yeah, uh, I don't. Now that you're, 
I don't know about my current no. students, and this is a, maybe a, a bit of a funny story. In the, in the nature of the 23-day model that we've been doing school this year, at least in high school, um, we've had our kids for 23 days at a time, and then it's a new batch of kids and a new class. And so our 23 days ended on the Thursday before Christmas break here. So I actually met half of my grade nines on the very last day of school. So I have half of these kids that I will meet um, virtually, I suppose, for the first time. So uh, hard to say if any of those kids have any video editing skills because I don't know them well enough yet to say so. So I, I just mean, so, I mean, it's funny because we're just talking about how well I did in my course, but like I know that when I was in high school, I was looking for any way to get out of doing any kind of work that I could. Yeah, sure. So, if I was playing instruments for you over the internet, yeah, you just edit, I'd, yeah, I'd be laying a track down and just basically lip syncing. That's what. <laughs> well, Andy, I've heard you sing. Not many people could say that, uh, and so I will say that lip syncing for you is probably a great option. Well, I know whatever the equivalent is for instruments. <laughs> I would not doubt. I would not doubt, Andy, that uh, that students will find a way to uh, manipulate the system. That is that is certain. Yeah. Whatever the system may be, they will find find ways to uh, exploit it. I would imagine that uh, we are uh, no longer using Zoom. You've referenced Zoom. Our our school board is use, using a platform called Microsoft Teams, um, which I bet you the students probably know how to use better than, than I might at this point. And so who knows if they know how to doctor the footage to make them look better than they are. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's a pretty good segue, man. Um, we were going to have, uh, well, you know, Brett hasn't met him yet, but he will. We were going to have uh, Matt Willett yeah. on the show. So he's a teacher and he just made a decision to, uh, to go remote right from the beginning. So it, uh, we, we just couldn't make our times work, unfortunately, but uh, maybe in the new year, we'll, we'll be able to sit down and have a conversation. Yeah, I would love to uh, pick his brain either on or off the air about what he's been doing as a music educator, because uh, he, as you said, he made the conscious choice at the beginning of the year to uh, ask to be remote. Uh, he's got uh, his, uh, he's got uh, family concerns of uh, his own, which of course we are very uh, familiar with and, and great reasons for asking to be, uh, to be home remote. So certainly I think he could probably uh, lend me some uh, wise words of wisdom as to what that looks like to be a remote music teacher. So um, how, how does remote look like? Are you doing it from, from your house um, or it looks the boarded setup? Um, virtual classroom. Right. right. It looks like we're going to, at this point, it's all pretty new because the announcement just dropped a couple days ago. Um, all along, we had been being, we had been being prepared uh, by our school board to be ready to go on what they were saying 24 hours notice because, you know, an announcement could come down anytime. So be ready to be remote uh, on as little as 24 hours notice. Uh, so certainly we have longer than that now to prepare. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be optional, uh, not the remote part, but as the, to the where you're doing it. Uh, if you uh, need a space to do it, it sounds like the board buildings, classrooms, your classrooms will be made available to you uh, to be in school and be a remote teacher uh, just without students. Um, but uh, it certainly looks like, obviously, if you have a space and you have that sort of setup, then you're, you'll be welcome to uh, to be doing it from home as well. Um, but obviously, you know, uh, for the first week of the school year, so as it stands right now here in Hamilton, uh, the entire first week will be remote for everyone, elementary and secondary. Uh, and then they're going to allow um, 
elementary students to return to in-person learning on the 14th. So the Monday, the second Monday, I guess, after the the Christmas break, uh, and then secondary can return on the 25th. So we get uh, three weeks total of remote, whereas the elementary schools only have one and they can return to, to in-person. So, I mean, obviously as a, as a parent with, with elementary school age children, you know, you can relate to, you know, if you're, if your kids are at home, your kids are buzzed around the house, you don't have the, uh, the maybe the freedom or the ability to work remotely from home, uh, the board certainly will provide you a space to do that. So it looks like it's going to be kind of uh, optional uh, in terms of where you're doing your work. The the not optional part is the remote part, obviously, for everyone's safety. That has to happen. But in terms of what that looks like for you, it looks like there might be some options. Awesome. Um not awesome. But, uh, <laughs> well, it's what it is. definitely different. It and, is. and as you've said, yeah, it is what it is. I read a, a meme when this whole thing first started. Uh, the, and this was, well, I shouldn't say when it first started, because obviously we're going back to March of, of the 2020 when it when it first started, when we left for March break and, and didn't go back to school. Uh, but in September, when they started clearing kids to return to in-person learning, I read a meme that said, like, you know, be nice to your teachers. They're they're building the plane and flying it at the same time. You know, it's essentially, yeah. it's essentially what's going on. We're, we're all learning how to do this at the same time. Uh, and I think there's been a lot of grace around that from, you know, from the board, from parent communities, from students, you know, nobody wants to be in this situation. And so everyone's been really gracious around what that looks like in terms of, you know, navigating this, uh, you know, whether it be as a teacher or a student, as a parent and whatever your role is in this crazy chaos that we're living. Yeah, man. Um, it, it's funny the way it's funny the way things kind of just come together. We ha- we haven't done this for a while. We didn't really have a game plan, but uh, so as we've talked before, what one of my clients, my fitness clients, is a former student of yours. I know him. Yep. And so he's obviously living this uh, new model of what was it? So it's a basically a month. On a, on a- yeah, the the term that we have coined, and I don't know where it came from. If it came from the government level or if it's just teachers throwing it out, but the, we've it's we've kind of termed it as a quadmester, right? So it's essentially your four classes each in twenty three days, and then the semester switches over. So, um, and some are using the term octomester because, of course, there's two semesters, so eight classes. But yeah, quadmester is the word that gets thrown around the most. Anyways, what's what's Jakey saying around all this? I mean, I've said before, he's got a great sense of humor. A fantastic and, uh, kid, yeah. His, uh, um, his most recent class was phys ed. And I was like, uh-huh. buddy, like, how do you do phys ed? And like, how do you do phys ed all day? He's like, <laughs> two, two fitness exercises with a health component in the middle. Yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. That's what he said. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, and and that's, you know, to speak, I've already spoken, obviously, to it about music, but, you know, phys ed is one, uh, anything like that. Like, what does that look like? You know, especially in the current model that we're doing things, you know, you're doing one class at a time, as you said. So, you know, five, six hours a day in one class. So what does that look like doing one subject all day long? But then also, what does that look like on your off days, right? So like, because you're only in school, our guys are only in school every other day. And the other day, the off day, they're at home uh, working remotely. So like, what does phys ed look like 
from a remote setting, right? Are you just doing the, the health component there? Are you submitting, you know, assignments? So it's interesting. Like I said, I think we're all, myself, my colleagues, we're all finding ways to do this in an effective way. Uh, and there's been a lot of grace around that and a lot of patience shown around uh, around it from from parents and things who, who realize that nobody asked for this. We're doing the best we can. Hey, can yeah, I ask a yeah. question that might sound extremely insensitive, but I promise it's not. <laughs> Go for it. Have there been any cases of COVID found in the Hamilton school system? Yes, lots. I shouldn't say lots. Um, my uh, my school alone has had nine um, okay. since since we came back. So uh, on, and that's since September, right? And uh, and and a school population of over over two thousand. Now, granted, our school population uh, is less than that now because some kids have opted for virtual learning for the entire school year uh, or or I shouldn't say the entire school year because they do have um, set uh, options and set periods of time where they can change their method of learning and, and come uh, from the classroom to online or from online into the classroom for whatever uh, the situation might be. Um, and to speak to that, some kids are using that, uh, Andy, as you were talking about with phys ed, like some kids are are saying like, why would I want to do phys ed online? I can do a course like history online. So maybe I'll be online for this block, but not for this, for this block. So kids are kind of using that uh, in their favor to, to sort of um, obviously with my class, a lot of kids would, would be choosing the in-person uh, variety. There is no full online music course, at least that I'm aware of uh, with our so, school board, but certainly uh, Brett, there has been uh, nine courses, nine uh, cases in my school. Certainly I know in, uh, in other schools, there have been uh, positive cases in the Hamilton area. Um, I actually lived it and I have no problem saying this on the air because it's, it's uh, public knowledge. Now I lived it a little bit firsthand this, uh, this block. So in uh, just about, I guess, I know it's been a little while since we've done a podcast. Um, about three weeks ago, I uh, found out that I had a positive case in my class. It was no danger to me uh, because uh, the nature of our music room, and maybe this is a tie-in to the accessibility portion of our of our podcast, uh, our music music rooms are tiered. They have platform levels. There's four levels in my classroom or four tiers in my classroom. I've got a nice big music room. Uh, and so this student was nowhere near me physically for the entire 23 days when they would uh, come into the classroom. They'd go straight to their instrument, which was at the back of the room, uh, which was separate separated by, by four tiers from me. So I obviously had to go and speak with public health when it uh, became knowledge, when public health let us know that a student in my class had tested positive. So all of those students in cohort A or half of that class had to go home uh, and uh, according to public health had to isolate. So they did that. And I was teaching half of that class uh, full-time remotely for for the, uh, the the last two weeks of our class, which was a challenge in itself, um, my uh, in my situation, I spoke to public health. Um, they asked me some qualifying questions in terms of my distance to the kid, uh, the, the student. I shouldn't say the kid, and um, and whether or not uh, you know safety protocols were followed, everything like that. And uh, public health was very quick to determine that I was a casual contact and not a close contact, so that I was um, allowed to go to work. And that was a really cool. Uh, I shouldn't say a cool moment, but a neat sort of in a weird way, like a silver lining was, you know, like, hey, if not for my chair, I probably would have been circulating through the room, handing this kid papers and, you know, getting close to them when when uh, when I had to ask them questions or, you know, and then and then I've got to be isolating for two weeks as well and away from my family. And so in a weird way, my wheelchair saved me from all that because I couldn't get up the four stairs. <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, so. um. My follow-up 
Well, I say follow up, but I didn't ask the first question. So. <laughs> All right. So my question is, uh, and you might not know, this uh, might be the second time I've said that tonight, but um, <laughs> how does the, like, was anybody else affected after the initial student? Are you allowed to say that? Yeah, a great or- question. I, uh, it would have been made known to me if there was. And so I know that there wasn't. Obviously, we can't name names, uh, obviously, for the, for the you know, the privacy of this, the student and their family and everything else involved. So it becomes, uh, we get notified that there was a, uh, a positive result in our class. And of course, we only get notified once the, re- once the word comes back from public health. So I could speak uh, with confidence in saying there were no more cases after that. I know that the kids, uh, the students that were close to uh, the affected student, and again, and this wasn't something that was made public, it was just in a smaller class environment. I think in that cohort, I had 11 kids. Uh, and this student happened to be the only one that was absent that day. So unfortunately, I guess maybe for that student, it kind of did become public knowledge as to who had tested positive. So I know a few uh, of the students, obviously, and their parents, and rightfully so, you would in that situation, they all went and got the kids that, that were worried about it and their parents that were worried about it, they went and got tested uh, and those tests came back negative. And so uh, there were no there were no worries. When I uh, had gotten back to them, when I got them back to my class, which was actually I got them back on uh, the second last day of class, they were allowed to return to in person. So we had one day together before I basically said, you know, it was great. It was great to meet you guys. And please consider taking my course again for next year. Um, you know, there, we, we were chatting around because I said to them, like, you guys are kids. So like you're, you're high school students. And Andy, you kind of alluded to the fact of what that would look like for you if you were in high school and you'd be, you know, faking all your, your testing pieces and whatever, like kids are kids. And so I said to them, like, did you guys enjoy this break? You know, or were you, like, were you guys generally, were you bummed that you couldn't go to school? Or were you like, just like seriously, like, okay, cool. At least I get to be online for the next week or so and just kind of be home. Uh, and all the kids, at least that answered me, uh, were like, no, because it was music we really wanted to be here we missed playing our instruments and uh and so you know we were kind of bummed that uh that it was we were forced to be online when we didn't necessarily choose that right so it was a weird uh weird situation but certainly the closest i have been to uh to to this virus for sure I, i've been staying off social media just because i well you guys know i don't do well with uninformed people so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wish I wish that I had your sense because I would love to be able to stay off social media and I would have loved to have been able to stay off social media in the last 10 months because I feel the same way as you do Andrew Paul the uh yeah it's uh it, it, it's been tough to uh to watch it it explode yeah it's been t- it's been tough on everyone, and I uh, I know obviously that we uh, the central focus of our podcast here is always around matters of disability, and I think if you look from and we're not going to unpack this too much tonight, but certainly if you look at the mental effects, the long lasting mental effects of something like this, like this is, and I've said this before on the air, as we've been doing this, you know, here and there through this entire process, we've been doing the podcast for, you know, over two years, as Andy has alluded to, but we've done quite a few episodes during this pandemic. And, uh, you know, if you look at, you know, like the after effects of this thing are going to be felt long after this thing is gone. Um, and, uh, you know, the social emotional pieces and, and everything else. So, I mean, we're all just trying to, be decent to one another and, and brave this chaos together. I, I read. Yeah, I think today. Sorry, go ahead, Bretsky. I, I read something today, and I don't know 
it, it, uh, it aligns with what you, Chad, you just said. And I, I mean, I'm not sure exactly if I should share it with, with you two or with our listeners, because it's, it's kind of sober and, but, uh, anyway, you know what, I, I'm going to share it and you, you guys can take it with a grain of salt or whatever. But, uh, so after the Spanish flu happened, it took, uh, it took society approximately six years to rebound. Wow. That's yeah. That's, that's sobering to say the least. I, I think you need to look at it. I think you need to look at it as a whole though. Um, yeah, we're going to get a vaccine here within the next, uh, six to 12 months or whatever. Uh, knock on wood. I've got wood behind me, so I'm knocking on it lightly. <laughs> um, but, uh, six to 12 months to get people vaccinated who want to be vaccinated. And then the social economical impact that it has taken is, uh, is then going to uh, begin to rebuild itself. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm hopeful I'm not, I'm not quite 40. I'm not quite 40. I'm not quite 37 yet. Um, well, so I mean, you're technically not quite 40 either. Well, that's you. But my point is that hopefully by the time I'm forty, uh, things will be at a point where we're just we're we're laughing about this at some point. And, and I mean, I, that that I just replayed that in my head, and I realized that it sounded really bloody insensitive. <laughs> um, but but I, I I hope you guys understand what I mean, and I hope that our listeners understand what I mean that. Uh, Things like this, they they will happen. They they happen once in a generation, and uh, I I think we're going to be better off on the other on the other side of it. I, I really am confident um, in under in thinking that for the first time, probably in a long time, I it, it's it's starting to wear on me a little bit. There's a just the realization right around Christmas, right? Like, I can't go see my family. Like, I can't. Let, and it, it just got really real. And if that's the worst thing that happens to me, cool. Right? That's fine. I'll be able to see them later. Amanda and I made a decision to take Maya out of daycare when it started. Just to, Amanda was on mat leave anyway, still is. And just to be safe, thought it was the best thing to do. Um, since then, we ended up putting her into karate so she gets some social interaction. And it, it turned out to be like the, the thing she looks forward to the most throughout the week. So, um, so then to now go to, oh my, you can't go to karate you got to do it on the computer. It's kind of back to telling her she can't go to school. Mm. So at least there's the option of, um, at least there's the option of the, the computer, right? They're providing that. Yeah. It's been, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, one step forward, two steps back. It's, it's not, uh, it's not easy on, on anyone. Uh, and I mean, maybe the saving grace is that, you know, we're all, we're all living this together. Um, I think we've seen, you know, people, um, you know, I think we got people are in different places with where they're at with it in terms of, 
you know, some people are just, are just so frustrated by the, the, the social distancing piece, obviously, you know, the holidays coming and, you know, not being able to see family. I think obviously that has a lot to do with the timing of, uh, of even this extended break from schools. Right. I don't know how much they're actually anticipating that people are going to be, you know, enforcing strict social distance guidelines and not seeing a lot of family as Andy, you spoke to the fact that, you know, you can't, and it'll be a, a different, different, uh, holiday for sure. Um, but I think probably they're anticipating a lot of people will, and then you're going to obviously get a spike in numbers and who knows, man, we've got these ups and downs and, you know, one step forward, two steps back. But as you said, you know, I don't know about look back and on and laugh, and I know you didn't mean that to come across as a, in in an insensitive way. Uh, but again, you know, will we, will this end, and will we, you know, will the three of us get together and and share a pint and and think over the you know the the chaos of of the uh, the twenty twenty lockdown? Of course, right? Uh, there are brighter days ahead. You know, to quote Batman, the night is always darkest just before the dawn. Is that a Batman quote or is that a? Christian Bale quote. I guess technically <laughs> it, it was it was both. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to uh, ask our editor to cut that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the line of the night, right there. We're not going to top that. <laughs> it was uncalled for. Listen, uh, Britsky, in a, ma- in a in a matter of weeks after you are. Uh, Educated in all things accessible media, uh, Andy's going to have some help with editing the podcast. I think. Uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, absolutely. I, I, <laughs> all, I have, all I have is time. That's it, <laughs> don't we all? We'll we'll get things wrapped up here. Listen, it uh, it's been a slice tonight, boys. It had been uh, been a minute, as we said. It's been a little while since we had done one of these and and checked in on one another. Uh, if you like what we do, this is the part where, of course, the token part of me has to tell you that you can go back and listen to any of the older episodes. They're available on any uh, podcatching device that you uh, use, whether it be. Uh, uh, Google Podcasts or Spotify, iTunes, you name it, we're there. Uh, you can search Team Ability No Excuses and you'll find us. Gentlemen, I have missed you tremendously and I'm not scared to admit that. Bretsky, hang in there, man, and I can't wait to follow this uh, scholastic journey of Brett Thomas Wills. Buddy, I love you. Andrew Paul, I don't say it enough, but I love you. I'm, I'm glad that uh, we're, we're back in this battle. And, uh... That's it. On behalf of the team, on behalf of Team Ability and the No Excuses podcast, good night and God bless. Cheers, guys.